Jordan Bradley, what is your favorite game? My favorite game is Neopets. The way she just sort of did a sort of dance when she said that. <laughs> <laughs> it brings me to a happier place. <laughs> <laughs> playing games as a little kid um you know the computers after school and primary school sort of the ps1 days ps2 it was always sort of a thing that my siblings played together even my parents like they were mad into ps1 games and it was always sort of like a little sort of casual family thing that we used to do together and it was just something that was always there in the background um and in the case of neopets well that kind of really took off in the early 2000s. It was, it was, it was everywhere. So mm. of course in, you know, P5 would be all playing it in the computer lounge after. So this is back whenever you had like the computer room in the school, everybody would be going in and, you know, we'd all just be being like, oh, what pet do you have? Oh, I want to get this one. I get, want to get that one. This is whenever there was like plushies and Tesco and everything. It was a big thing. And I remember just that was so novel as a kid that was just so unreal that you could play something that you could see in the shops as well this was around the time as well like pokemon was getting huge and i um i didn't actually have game boy back then so mm. I, I really missed out on all of that but i i fixed it with neopets.com and saying that as an eight-year-old i had no clue how to use the internet or how to use anything but eight-year-olds find a way they find they Basically, any time we Northern Irish had to sort of use the, the school computers, well, what were they called again? The sort of computer system uh, in, in schools, anyway, something CT or something? Yeah. I'm trying to remember what it was. And all we did was just like used MS Paint and learned how to like open Word documents. It was all very cute back back in ye old 2004. Either that or somehow someone had managed to hack in and upload a full Soldier of Fortune game or Wolfenstein onto <laughs> onto the ICT computers. I think that was actually what the That's was it, called. yeah, ICT, yeah. The uh, ICT lounge, that's what yeah. it, yeah. And just sort of playing multiplayer on that, on, on Soldier of Fortune, Wolfenstein, or something. Medal of Honor, that was it. So <laughs> that was sort of the memories of playing whenever we had a chance playing games on the computer, school computers anyway. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned sort of the PS1, PS2 era, like what games can you sort of remember from that sort of era that you were sort of into? Oh man, it was definitely Spyro, all mm. the time Spyro. So obviously when Reignited came out, I was very, very, very happy. I bought three copies of that game. <laughs> I was I was going to say that that is audacious, but then I realized I am someone who basically has all the copies of the world in the world of Mass Effect uh, trilogy uh, or Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition and just recently Alan Wake Remastered. 
So yeah. I, I, I haven't checked it this bit this, 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 sorry. <laughs> no, because it, it, it came out on, uh, on, on, on PS3 first, and then, yeah. or PS4, sorry, and then I, I was like, but I want it on PC, it'll, it'll run a higher frame, all, all this crap, so then I got it for PC, and then I was like, oh, but, you know, it would be good to have an Xbox, and it just went on and on, so I have, I have many copies of it, and uh, it's still just as fun replaying it over and over. So, uh, yeah, that, that was the big one. We played Spyro so, so much, uh, me and my siblings. And then also, you know, like uh, Harry Potter, the, the first Harry Potter mm. game on PS1, like that is a classic. So many hours of entertainment from that. And we didn't even get very far. We were just running around and messing about and just, oh, the, the hours of fun you could have back then. Like, that's the thing, like you weren't very good at games when you were a kid, but mm. you got so much more out of them. Mm. Uh, so the, the, those were the main ones I remember, like I loved bits. Um, I think my, my parents maybe played a wee bit more of kind of like Resi and stuff. I was terrified of it. I did not really want to play those ones wow so. <laughs> your parents actually got you to play resident evil i no, i didn't really but i watched more than i played oh, okay uh but i remember just being being fascinated so it was, it was those sort of games uh that, that we played uh the, those were the ones that stuck in my mind the most and of course i love anything that's sort of like creatures and magic and adventure and all that stuff so those games spoke to me a lot more than kind of like you know oh racing games yeah. or anything like that uh, it kind of like makes a lot of sense seeing the sort of uh artist that i grew up to be <laughs> everything is starting to make sense now um <laughs> everything is starting to become a clear picture of who you are jordan bradley we are starting to get an idea of who you are basically <laughs> i would guess the other games you would well i don't know if you would necessarily have played them or watched them but i would guess because of your fascination with paleo dino crisis as well Yes. Oh, that. Oh, that just unlocked a hidden memory. <laughs> we did play that, and then on PS2 there was this really, really dodgy uh, shooter. What was that called? Dino Stalker. Played mm -hmm. a lot of that. It was like a like an arcade shooter style one. Um, Operation Genesis, Jurassic Park, Operation Genesis on PS2. Played that hundreds of hours easily. That was one of my favorite games, and it still is. And of course, the Jurassic World Evolution coming out. I have booked the day off work for that. I cannot <laughs> wait. I am buzzing for it. So basically, yeah, love dinos, creatures, dragons, anything that has like a sort of creature element to it, like Spore, there's another one, played that for hours and hours and hours and end. And only the, the creature creator part, I didn't care much for like the, the civilization, of the, oh, boring civilization, no, I want to make like this massive big dragon that just runs around, <laughs> eats everything else. That is the sort of game I'm here for. Um, so yeah, you can kind of very much put all these games in a little timeline and things start to make sense when you think about it. When you look at sort of like the road of what games I played, and what sort of shaped my 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 journey to to where I am today? Like I said, everything is sort of starting to click now <laughs> in some way. So it always involves dinosaurs. It always involves thing. dinosaurs. <laughs> it always involves monsters. It always involves creatures, basically that are not human. Oh yeah. I know what I like. <laughs> she does. To be fair, like I, I can attest to firsthand how, how obsessed Jordan is with paleo and stuff like that. There, so I get it. I absolutely <laughs> get it. Um. So you mentioned you sort of missed out on the Pokemon sort of type stuff. Um. With um at that time, but with everyone was sort of. Sort of getting into it, especially with the cartoon as well. well oh yeah, yeah. The anime, I guess. Um, like, what sort of 
made you sort of want to miss out on, or not made want you miss out on that, but like what, why basically? Yeah, and no, that's a good question because I mean I love Pokemon to bits. Now, whenever I was a kid, I was mad into Pokemon. I had all the plushies, all the books, all the toys. I had a little like you know those fake Pokedexes that you could type in and read the entries. Um, I had all that stuff. I had a subscription box that basically delivered the novels and the toys to my to my house every month. Like my my parents knew that I was mad mad about Pokemon. But I didn't have a Game Boy, so I, I couldn't play any of the games. So what I did was, um, one of my friends in primary school, I would kind of borrow her um, Game Boy Advance. I think she had Fire Red and Leaf Green was probably the first one I played through properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I missed out on Red and, and Blue. I missed out on Gold and Silver. I missed out on Ruby and Sapphire. And I, like, honestly, I missed out. As a little kid, I would have loved that. So whenever it came around, was it 2006 when the DS came out? 2007? Yeah. Um, I got that and I got Pokemon Pearl and that was that was the first one that I actually owned myself. So I'd played some of the other ones a little bit, but this one, I owned this one. I played that one so much. I played that for so many hundred hours that the game could no longer count how many hours I had played in that game. It it fun fact, Gen Gen 4 and Pokemon caps out at 999 hours. It doesn't count after that. Uh, in case anyone was wondering. So I played the death out of that game. Oh my um, god. Yeah, so I was hooked. I was hooked. And ever since then, I would basically, I'd be pre-ordering every Pokemon game that came out after that. I was absolutely hooked on it. Um, love Pokemon a bit. Uh, have a wee bit of a rocky relationship with Pokemon these days. It's kind of lost its way a little bit. It's kind of disappointed me. But, you know, those memories are going to be with me forever. And Pokemon's definitely a really influential one for me as I was growing up. Because uh, whenever I first got it, um, Pokemon Pearl, I was just starting high school. So that was a very, that, that was a time. Uh, and that kind of, you know, got me through sometimes. I made some friends through Pokemon. Um, and that was just in the very formative years. Because, you know, whenever I was in primary school, um, you know, it's a very important time. But high school is just a different beast, man. Like, so the games that I played a lot in high school, which, of course, Neopets was one of those. I was, you know, so obsessed with Neopets in high school those were the things that I think really started to shape me as a person and sort of like the the, the journey that I went on afterwards. Um, and I just remember I'd go to school, I'd come home and instantly I'd be either whipping out my DS to play Pokemon or logging into Neopets and that's what I did every single day. Mm. And I'm talking every day, I'm talking Christmas morning as well, I'd be on Neopets. I was mad, mad obsessed with this game. Were you not sort of <laughs> yanked off the computer one morning on Christmas morning, just go, it's Christmas fucking morning, Jordan. <laughs> Open your presents or something. A little bit, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, my, my parents did not like that I was on the computer so much. But, um, well, yeah, look at me now. <laughs> look at you now. Uh, no, like, you know, they were very supportive of that. But it was sort of a thing back in the day when, when whenever computer games were first starting to really take shape. Um, you know, in, in sort of like the, the 2000s, mid-2000s, there was that real tension of kind of like, I want to be on the computer, I'm talking to my friends, this is a social thing for me, and your parents kind of being like, no, you gotta go outside, and like, you know, I get it, but it was, yeah, there was some, there, there was some tension there, it was kind of like, I just want to play new pets, I, I need to get my daily points, I need to go in, so, yeah, that, that was, that was, uh, one, t- the, the one thing that I really just cared about, it was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna secretly log in on, on on my laptop, and I'm gonna log into the neighbor's Wi-Fi, and they won't know. Ha ha ha! Honestly, you're very resourceful when you're a teenager. 
I couldn't have the effort to do anything that I that I did back then. Like there were there was times I was logging in um whenever like Wii's and DSI's had internet browsers mm. and they were so slow it would take like a whole five minutes to load one thing. But that was like if I couldn't get in, I'd be like, I'm gonna log in on my DS and that's I gotta get those points. You know, now that I'm listening to it, this sounds very, very uh yeah. like I oh Jordan, you had a problem. <laughs> Your words. <laughs> Yeah, saying nothing. It it was it was very much an escape. It was just this other world, this other world that I could like you know shape for myself and have all these magical elements and creative elements. And it was it was just there was something about it. And this is what makes me sad because you know as the years have went on, Neopets didn't really evolve. Hmm. It kind of stayed this sort of like you know archaic flash browser game. But back then, that was enough to blow your mind. It just felt so immersive. I never really intended to get into games. I actually wanted to get into animation more. Um, I went to uni to study animation and I wanted to specialize more in sort of like the uh, pre-production and concept art. So I loved painting and drawing and creating all these like mad creatures and environments and all these fantasy worlds. And that was what I was really into. Um, and as I went through uni, that, that was fine. but. It became apparent that you know there's not really an awful lot of jobs going for painting monsters for animation. That's that's quite niche. Um, so funnily enough, whenever I was looking to get into my placement year, uh, I happened to uh, apply for a wee local indie studio that were that were looking for more fantasy environments and creatures and stuff. So it was it was very much a, a right place, right time. Whenever it sort of clicked, oh, wait, hold on a second, like video games, they're always looking monsters and, and environments and fantasy worlds like. Yeah, that would fit my style a lot more. And it was sort of that just really just it just clicked into place. It was never like this big aspiration. But you know, it, it kinda made sense. Um, you know, I, I played loads of those games growing up. I really cared about all the different sort of, you know, games growing up. Uh Neopets, Spyro, Pokemon, all those sorts of things. Hmm. It made sense. It's kinda like why you care about those far more than you care about other 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 things like in in, in animation, so why not go into that? Uh, and that's, yeah, it's not a very exciting story. It's just kind of, yeah, it just happened to, you know, right place, right time, got a job, realized, hey, this is really fun. I get to paint monsters and get paid for it. I like that. And that kind of, you know, set me on a different path where it's like, yeah, the game development's actually really fun. Well, you know, the pre-production concept side of things is more my area. Um, and after that, you know, I, I graduated. I, you know, got um, a position at another local company, uh, had a lot of experience doing um, Paleopines, which was uh, a dinosaur ranching game that uh, I created at Game Jam, of all places, um, just kind of formed in my head. Me and my mate kind of came down, did some concepts, like, you know, we were just two artists, kind of like, you know, shooting the shit, we were just having some fun. Uh, and we created just some, a few concepts about that, and then the internet went mad for it. Like, the, there was a big reaction on Twitter, people really liked it. So we ended up... Uh, developing that for a while um, and you know a couple of years later and this is a very very TLDR version of, of this journey but uh, a couple of years later I uh, branched off and found my own game studio so that I can focus on just making the games that I want to make like those fantasy worlds those worlds full of creatures that you can befriend and, and just all those sort of adventures something that basically what would my 10 year old self like to play and that's kind of like the goal of founding Ambertale Games. Hmm. We'll talk more Ambertail and Amber Isle very shortly.
Let us talk about your favorite game, and frankly, one of the oddest sort of selections we've ever had. Well, not <laughs> oddest. It's it's a very uh, pivotal game in its own right, but it's just not sort of in the traditional realms of what we usually discuss on the show. Um, your favorite game, Neopets. Um, so, what appealed you to it in the first place, Anna? Yeah, well, I mean, back in the early 2000s, Neopets was huge. Um, which, you know, if, if you weren't there, that may sound kind of strange, but I'm talking like there were toys and figurines, plushies oh, yeah. all over. You could get them in Tesco, you could get them in Sainsbury's. Um, it, it, it was everywhere. Like there was cereal and TV adverts and it was just kind of a thing that all the kids just kind of knew about it. Mm. And all the kids checked it out, had an account. And, you know, I think everybody in my primary school class had an account at one point or another. But um, I kept my account and I played it into high school. And then I, you know, made made a new account that was maybe a bit more grown up, played that through high school. And I'm talking every single day of my life for, for maybe at least a couple of hours a day. I was playing Neopets.com. And this may sound kind of strange, like oh, Neopets.com, it's a, it's a browser game, right? It's like, you know, you go in, you feed your pet, you like, you know, you play, play, play a few I mean, flash games. Fair, every, everything's <laughs> a browser game these days, thanks to Stadia and cloud stuff and all that there. So it's all relevant yeah, anyway. That, that's true. In, in in the early 2000s, it was kind of, it was very sort of, it was very innovative. There, there wasn't really anything like that. Like I know there was webkins and stuff like that, but mm. for Neopets, it really felt like there was this huge world to explore. Like there was this globe that acted as sort of like the map navigation. So you could like, uh, at a click of a button, go to the different environments. Like you go to the desert or you go to like, you know, under the water or into like, you know, the sort of old medieval section. There's like all these different worlds and the maps would... Um, basically just be PNGs that you could click around. It was all very rudimentary back in the day, but for the 10-year-old mind, this was mind-blowing because you could visualize, you could see everything. It wasn't just kind of like text in a browser. There was art to go with it. There was characters to go with it. Like all of the shopkeepers had unique characters with unique names. All of the different games had like these different little storylines and plot lines. And the whole thing was that these were your pets. You got to name them. You got to choose their color. You got to choose what their story was. Like that was the thing that absolutely captivated me your Neopet had a web page atta- attached to it that you could design yourself. And this is when like 12 year old Jordan learned the most basic of basic HTML. So I could make a web page to put anime pictures up on my pet page. It was a time. It was such a time. Well, a lot of anime pictures. Oh gosh, I can't remember. Like, uh, let me guess. One of them was probably card captors, right? Wasn't card captor. Oh. It was, I, oh, Tokyo Mimi was one of the ones that I liked. Uh, very cringe looking back on it. No, no, I still like it. It's cute. Um, you know, love your cringe. Um, <laughs> Embrace the cringe. <laughs> I know I had, I had a lot of Pokemon crap. I had like, um, you know, like the, 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 the typical sort of like 2008 anime girl shit. Like there was like Bleach, uh, Death Note, Full Metal Alchemist, like all that stuff. Um, just those sort of things. And it, it was basically just like the fact that you could get a PNG off the internet and put it on your page and have everybody else see it. And then like you could... In- like insert these sparkling like goddamn like sparkly gif emojis and you could have music autoplay so we had like i'm not kidding we had lincoln park midi files play on the pet pages it was so amazing for 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 a 13 year old weeb on the internet it was just like the most mind-blowing thing i feel like weeb is probably underselling it i get the sense that there is a sense of emo jordan there as well. <laughs> a little bit and that that's the thing and there was like lincoln park meaties playing while the this like bright pink anime girl was sitting like in the, it was such a it was such a duality of man situation going on 
and it, the whole thing was and then it, it was on a page of like this this goddamn like chibi dragon png so it's like there was a lot going on there was a it was very much like teenagers trying to work themselves out and it was all just being displayed in this big strange anime collage and it was honestly, it was a time you had to be there. I'm so sad that all of the web pages are now defunct. I don't think any of them made it. I don't think they're online anymore. Um, so many years, I think they just kind of like wipe all that stuff, which is really sad. That would have been a time capsule if that was still up. I would have loved that. There's a lyric that's sort of running through my head. You mentioned the duology of man. There's a lyric of a song sort of running through my head. And this will make sense to a specific sort of subset of people who will listen to this. The only thing, and I'm paraphrasing the lyric here, I'm actually changing the lyric here. Basically, no person is ever truly um, girly. No person is ever truly weebo. <laughs> basically, <laughs> this will make no sense to Jordan here, but basically this will make a lot of sense to a lot of people who watch wrestling and Alistair Black. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what that means, but I appreciate the sort of sentiment you're going for. It is very true. <laughs> It's very true, and um, that that was sort of that was the fun part of Neopets, like the the games and the you know the, the pets and the the adventure and all that stuff. That was amazing. That was fun, but it was also kind of like what you could make of it, like um the the, the web pages you can build, you can make guilds, you could talk to people. Like I remember, um, I made a friend on Neopets when I was like twelve or thirteen. And like 15 years later, I still check in with her sometimes. I still chat to her and every here and now. And now we're like, you know, 20 something year olds with, with jobs and a life. And we met on a forum talking about the new Pokemon games on Neopets.com. It's just mad. It's absolutely mad. Jesus, that's, that's, yeah, that is sort of nuts to sort of put that into context when you say that. Huh. But I guess, yeah, no, I, I also do sort of get that as someone who's sort of, fostered a lot of friendships anyway online anyway so oh it's fine it's fine it's fine i have a drink here too sorry <laughs> which reminds me just throwing throwing my bottle caps all over the place i only keep mine closed because the smell of this bpm is actually quite strong ah. um anyway no i i totally get what you mean anyway in terms of sort of developing those sort of online friendships because a lot of the ones i've sort of developed over the years and i've sort of been sort of online in itself anyway and uh yeah like there's a lot of sort of melancholy and a little bit in that as well yeah there is it's sort of like you know remembering what once was and and uh sort of like the friends you lost along the way yeah like there was a few friends that um as i got older we actually added each other on facebook so you know people who i only knew through a new pets avatar then seeing what they looked like in real life was very strange because uh, Neopets was very strict about you couldn't put photos of yourself up, mm -hmm. you couldn't link off site. But uh, we found a way. We were just kind of like, oh, you know, Facebook this title and you'll find me and all this here. So uh, we managed to like keep in touch with like some people. And then some people, it's kind of like, you know, I never know what happened. Like you know, one day they just never log back in. And there's something very strange and sad. And it's like, you know, that sort of ghostly sort of, you're still in my friends list, but I haven't talked to you in, in 15 years. Yeah. That weird, weird sort of like, you know, I remember talking to you like every day. I, you know, you were part of my life for, for, for every day for like a few years. And then suddenly you just weren't. Mm. Um, that, is, that is quite sad. It's that sort of um, social media ghosts almost. Yeah. I'm glad that's that's a good way to sort of describe that. They're just sort of ghosts of social media. Yeah, that's a good way to describe that. I never really thought very of that. Very ominous. Very yeah, ominous. It's very, it is very ominous, but very, 
a very specific but correct way to sort of describe it as well. Yeah, I like to think that they have, you know, very happy, vibrant lives and they just decided one day, I'm done with Neopets, I'm going to go out and touch grass. Oh, I, I'm <laughs> done with social media, I'm done, I'm ready to touch grass basically and just see the, the big, bright, beautiful world as it is before it blows up or whatever <laughs> exactly so that's what i like to that's my little narrative in my head like no they, they they're fine they're having a good life uh, you know our, our our memories will always last but um yeah like that that was the fun part was the the social element and as the years went on and i still play neopets a little bit into my 20s and i still have an account now that i'm quite proud of actually it's it's i still log in every now and then to have some fun but without all of those friends it just ain't the same playing it by yourself it ain't the same. It's it's nice to sort of touch back on it for something like what half an hour, an hour every now and then, yeah, or like every a... every two or three years or something like that. There, uh-huh. but it's not exactly something you want to sort of go back and do a lot more regularly. Yeah, I no, I definitely the the spark was lost for me. Um, I I'm never gonna be obsessed with it like I was back in high school. But every now and then I like to come in. It's almost like a little comfort thing. Um, if I like, I remember very vividly, like a year or two ago, I was back at my parents' place for Christmas, and I just spent like you know a few days before Christmas Eve just playing Neopets, and I was like, this is so nostalgic. I'm in my childhood bedroom. I'm playing Neopets again. Like, there's no real urgency. I have no real goals on the site anymore. I'm just kind of like having fun. I'm just saving up some points, and there was something really, really nice about that. And well, well, now the site's broken because Flash was. You know, Flash was removed. Flash, Flash was removed. Dead. Flash is dead. So like, I can't even go back and like you know. Uh, relive those memories because Neopets is basically defunct now. I, they're, they're trying to transfer to a, like like mobile, they're trying to make it a mobile experience. Um, I don't know what the flip the team's doing these days, but uh, it's it's been like three years and not much has changed. So it's it's really, really sort of like bittersweet looking mm. back on, on Neopets because the last couple of years, it's kind of like, it's like watching your dog slowly die or something. Jesus, <laughs> that's grim. That was dark, but that's what it feels like. It's like kind of like you're still here, but you're not you. And you're just slowly, slowly just like, you know, the games aren't there. The exploration isn't there. It's just, oh, it's so sad. It's really, really sad. Mm. Um, So I haven't actually logged on in a, in a, in a while. There's... It's, it's, it's too much. Can you remember how far back it's been? Uh, I want to say maybe f- four or five, six months. Uh, it was definitely at one point this year because I wanted to see how have they handled this whole like Flash is dead thing and literally just like the site's broken. Half of the pages are just like, we're working on it. And it's like, oh, this this is too sad. I logged off and was like, nah, I'm, I'm going to maybe in maybe in five years, I'll come back if they've like completely relaunched as a, as a mobile game. But uh, honestly, it's probably... Uh, it's in the past. It, it's where it belongs. It's dead, Jim. <laughs> it's dead, Jim. Um, so what were the sort of pets that you were looking to sort of look after or create? Yeah, right. Okay. So. Oh, God. Oh, no. I feel like they're sort of... <laughs> right. You've asked me the thing. Now I'm sort of revving myself up. They sort of give a long ass answer. And uh, I'm honestly see, here for it. I could talk about the specifics of Neopets.com for hours and hours and hours. Um, and it will only make sense for people who played the game. Like, like Johnny, I don't know if, if you ever played Neopets. No. You never. Okay, you never played it. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll try and sort of like give you the layman's go over. So. On Neopets.com, there was like a bunch of different pets that you could choose. And some of them you could choose just right off the bat. They were always available to create. Mm. Some of them you could only create on specific days. They had specific days dedicated to them. So there was um, one called a Chombi that was like a Stegosaurus. You could only create that on one day. And if you didn't log on that day and create it, then you didn't get one. 
so they were like quite exclusive and then there were like the super super um exclusive ones called the crocs and the drakes so they were kind of like a big spiky like um lizard crocodile one and the other one was a dragon so of course i wanted the drake i wanted the dragon um these were incredibly expensive when i played incredibly expensive um like the what what the, the way that i was trying to do it was to get uh you could get a specific item that would morph your pet into one of these more rare ones mm -hmm. now these were incredibly hard to get because they would only show up in the little shops um very very sparsely and the way you could do that is basically refresh the shop over and over and over again hope that you can snipe it before somebody else does and i couldn't do this because i had crap internet my speed was so slow by the time i would refresh i would have nothing so that wasn't that wasn't doable for for 12 year old jordan so instead, I decided to grind up points. And Johnny, here's the sad thing. I spent two years grinding for this pent, pet. Two years. Two years. Pent, playing... pet. I feel like there's a lot of <laughs> pent up frustration there now. Oh, the old for stuff. Uh, no, so two, two years. And I mean, that was me. Like, I wasn't very good at Neopets. Like, I wasn't very good at... It's called restocking, where you would basically... Um, keep about 20 tabs of all the different shops and refresh them constantly and quickly buy the really rare items before somebody else does and then resell them for a higher value at your shop and this would be a way that you could easily in one day make like a few million points hmm. but I, I couldn't do that because my internet was crap like i literally could barely even get the mid-range items never mind the rare ones they were gone in half a second flat um so that wasn't that wasn't something that i could do um so so i grinded up game i played flash games i you know had there was like random little like lotteries and roulette wheels and mm. all that stuff you could do every day you did your dailies which was basically you could spin wheels and play tombola and like try your luck at different like random things mm. uh i did that for two years and then i finally got the potion that i needed for this pet i had saved up two years to get it i morphed them and uh what you do back in the day you made a forum post being like i'm about to morph my pet come watch and it was like it was like an event where other people online could come and like watch and you would tell them guess what color it's going to be so everybody would be guessing, then you would morph it and then be like, oh, you got a Drake, congrats. And I remember that day I got the Drake and then I was kind of like, now what? <laughs> I got it and I was like, yeah, I've, I've got what I've saved up for for two years. And it was that sound like I was so proud and I was so happy. And now I finally had the really rare pet that I wanted that, you know, only the top percent of players bloody have this rare thing. And I was going to save up to paint it like this special color. It was um, these sort of underwater, like... um you know, Atlantis themed brush, it's called the Moroccan brush. It basically made the uh, dragon into sort of like this sort of like beautiful koi fish, like um, Chinese dragon sort of style thing. Mm. Um, I remember I did fan art of this when I was 12 years old. It was such a big thing. So what happened after I got my 12 million two year sort of grind to get this pet? Well, Neopets.com decided to release some new items into the economy that basically made what used to be 12 million points worth 2 million points. Oh my god. I'm talking maybe three weeks after I finally saved up enough points and they made it a tenth of the price it used to be. And I was like, right, that's it. All that work for that, just to be undermined, it's not worth it. And it's that sort of thing where it's like when you finally reach that place that you wanted to and it just isn't enough. And then that happened and I, that, was the, that was the singular moment I can pinpoint in my childhood when I realised like, this is kind of pointless. It just sort of gives you that <laughs> empty feeling afterwards. Very empty, yeah. Because yeah, I just, I just felt like you know, I, I, if I had waited, if I had waited just another three weeks, I could have gotten three of them instead. But no, and it's, oh, it was so. It was one of those moments where the harsh reality, like you know, slams your childhood sort of enthusiasm. And 
it, I, I just kind of realized like you know I spent so much of my time saving up for this for 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 a PNG on a on a video game that you know you, not everybody has one because they're really cheap and they're, it's not even like that impressive anymore and I was just like you know what that's when I moved to DeviantArt instead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that that is the the sort of the, the moment, and I'm sure many people have similar stories and, and other games of, of that moment where like you know a new update like ruins everything you've you've done, or like the economy has been ruined by some stupid update the devs have done. So yeah, it, it was that moment where I was kind of like, oh, I, it just it just I really fell out of love with it then, mm. and it was it was around that time. It was uh, I, I must have been about fifteen or sixteen at the time. Um, I was busy with school. I was like going out with friends more. The site was starting to stagnate a bit. Um, that was whenever like they kind of had a bunch of team transfers. The, the the site got bought over by Viacom a few years before. They were basically trying to like microtransaction the the Neopets mm, yeah. experience. I really just started to fall out of love with it, and yeah, it's 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 quite sad, but you know those memories will always be there. And the the main thing that I think I got out of it, which is actually what I really want to talk about when it comes to all of this, mm. um. The, there was a community of people um, for the, the, the pets that they had. They were sort of OCs, original characters in a way. And um, what they would do is that they, they would draw them in their own style. So, of course, for me, that dragon pet that I had, I would draw her like really dramatic and big, sort of like, you know, big, proper sort of like, you know, fantasy art. It wasn't like, you know, cartoony. In my head, she looked like, you know, a big sort of Game of Thrones looking dragon. This is before Game of Thrones, obviously, mm. but... Uh, that was the fun thing. People could interpret the pets how they wanted. So a lot of people, you know, they, they kept really close to the art style. They drew it very, very literally. Some people made theirs into like little anime OCs. Some people made them into like more anthro characters. So more like, you know, like furries, I guess, like more sort of Zootopia-esque sort of mm. Disney characters. Uh, but I liked making mine into like big monsters. So all my all my pets were like, they were like dragons and dinosaurs and, and big wolf creatures. So I always had like the big monstery pets and... The really cool thing about those web pages that I was talking about earlier, people could um, basically turn that into like a sort of landing page for like their pet. They can make it as if it's like their pet is talking to you or it's like their biography. And you would go into Photoshop and you would like, you know, make a background that was like a scroll. And then like you would put that on your web page and make it as if like somebody's reading this scroll about this ancient dragon. And that was like the story that I'd made for this dragon. So yeah, I was grinding for like having this really impressive PNG that the other users would be like, oh, nice, you got a drink, that's really cool. But it was also because I wanted to create this big epic character that other people could go on and read about and you could like draw characters together and people could do trades. And it was like such a big creative community. Uh, there was entire guilds and forums where people would just go on to share their art and their interpretations of their characters. And that was so cool. And that was literally what made me become interested in art. It was the reason that I got my first art tablet when I was, you know, in, in high school. It must be around GCSE time. I got my first Wacom. It was a wee Wacom into us. Mm. Uh, first wee drawn tablet. And back then, um, I didn't really have Photoshop. I had like, um, I had like paint.net, which was like a, like a better oh, version yeah. of paint. Yeah. Um, so I'd be drawn like basically pixel by pixel, but trying to like make it painterly. So it took hours and hours and hours. And I, I have no idea how I had the patience for that when I was like 14, 15, but I'd be trying to like make these big epic like illustrations in basically a glorified paint. It was a it was a time, but that's how I learned because I wanted to be just like those other artists who had these big elaborate pages of like their 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 pet and their backstory and their like relationships and all this and it was honestly so creative. 
and this was like around the time when DeviantArt was like first taking off as well. So that was when people were getting like their their fan characters and their OCs and they were doing fan art. And it was like this huge, big creative world of just like, oh yeah, I can just like draw any of these characters. Um, I remember like uh, we had a guild for Pokemon and a lot of us would be artists and we would draw each other's Pokemon characters as well. Um, and that was just the creative element was really the reason that I, I love this. It was like, yeah, you had your pet PNGs but you would create this whole really rich backstory. And I'm talking, there were some kids writing novels on this. Like I'm talking pages and pages and pages of their pet story. And it was just really creative. And it's that sort of thing where this was completely without any sort of, you know, like external motivation. You weren't getting paid for this. You weren't getting like Twitter likes or anything. This was just to show other people on a forum and just to share your characters, like, backstory and your art and and to, to draw each other's characters it was just for the sake of creating mm -hmm. and that was what really really sort of put me down this path of learning how to draw like I want to draw these characters better I want to trade with my friend who's got this character I want to learn how to draw digitally so we can do trades more and that kind of set me on this path to become an artist yeah. which is is really you know changed my life as you know how I end up getting into games and stuff is because I became a digital artist mm. and the funny thing is, whenever I was in high school, I was kind of crap at art. I wasn't very good. I, I was actually, you know, getting, I was getting C and D grades in, in art whenever I was like 12, 13. I said that my art teachers, uh, they were mm, a bit... Uh, bit they were assholes, basically. Yeah, yeah, they, they weren't nice. They, um, yeah, they, they did not like me one bit. Um, but uh, yeah, like, I never really wanted to be an artist. Like, I, I liked drawing. As a little kid, I would like you know draw dinosaurs and copy like the Jurassic Park books and um, would would draw things. But it was never at the point of it being actually like, oh she's she's class at art. Oh your Jordan is really good at drawing. It was something that developed very slowly. So so what did you want to become then, if not an artist? A paleontologist, funnily enough. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah yeah um, yeah. That's a very very obvious uh, choice if if you if you know me. Uh, but. Uh, Whenever I was uh, kind of getting more into into high school when I was a teenager, I realized that being a paleontologist was a lot of paperwork and uh, like a more academic work than it is sort of like digging up bones and putting them together. It's like it's not like in the movie. It's not like in Jurassic Park. It's like, you no, know, a lot of the time you're just sitting over a spreadsheet or you're like in computer programs and you need to know a lot about like uh, you need to go through a lot of um like university just to be able to like get to the point of working with actual fossils it was a whole thing and I was like you know what that's probably not for me mm -hmm. um I didn't really care much for the more sort of like you know academic and really dry sort of uh you know spreadsheets and and, and doing experiments and stuff I cared more about like you know the 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 sort of like the, the big museum pieces and the artwork and and that's why more I got into sort of paleo art more specifically mm. as I as I got older. It's more of a hobby. I wouldn't say I'm a paleo artist uh, in any sort of professional sense. Um, but it's something that I, you know, still obviously has been very impactful in my life. I mean, now what am I doing? I make dinosaur games. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, all those elements from my childhood kind of like went into a mixing pot and the cake came out a bit different than I thought it would. But I mean, it's not surprising this is the cake that happened. <laughs> So in that in that aspect in that, in that analogy, analogy, what do you think the flavor of the cake is now? Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> well I mean there's 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 definitely some uh, some dinosaurs in the cake. <laughs> it's uh yeah a little bit of dinosaurs, a little bit of weeb, little little bit of gamer, a little bit of oh gosh there's 
there, there's all sorts, but it's it's very much kind of like if if ten year old Jordan met me today, I think she'd kind of be like, yeah, I'm nice, I, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Not what I expected, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's that sort of thing. Like I said earlier, if you put everything out in a timeline, it all really kind of like makes sense that the path that I went on. It, it's very predictable, honestly. <laughs> very predictable. Um, and of course, my my parents, uh, you know always was mad i was always mad for for dinosaurs there's there's images of me as a little kid with like you know carrying my dinosaur toys to the beach and stand outside you know the jurassic park ride in in universal and just it was always dinosaurs um so you know now that i'm you know an adult with dinosaur tattoos running a studio making dinosaur games it's like yeah she has a theme she has a theme she she knew what she liked and she stuck to it she never changed <laughs> i'd have morbid curiosity so this all so if you've not heard, we did a press play episode a few, a few, not well, it would be a few years ago now at this point. By the time this comes out, um, we did an episode uh, on the event Run for the Border, and Jordan was one of the people that was sort of in that episode. And she did a talk about Paleo Pines, and in it, you mentioned how you got this sort of ugly multicolored dinosaur. Do you still have that? <laughs> I don't, sadly. Oh, no, no, I don't. I can ask my mum if she kept any of them. Now, saying that, I I do have a huge series of boxes up in my parents' attic that has all my old toys. Like, we kept all my old plastic dinosaurs. So all my old, you know, the Jurassic Park figurines, um, the, you know, all those plastic dinosaurs. You know, like, if you were to Google search 90s dinosaur toy, I probably had, like, the first image that came up, like, that sort of stuff. We, we kept those. Um, there's a lot of those left over. Um, funnily enough, uh, the, the image that I included for Run for the Border of me as a little kid with the, the row of dinosaurs on the beach, I still have all of those. Those are in a box somewhere. I do have those still. Um, I, oh, I should really get those out and like, you know, maybe when, when, we, when we get a, a new office for, for the studio, we can have like a little shelf of just those old toys. I think that would be really neat. A little sort of like throwback. But um, I'll ask my mum if she, maybe she has some old photograph of this ugly toy um she's bound to have some sort of photo there's so many embarrassing photos of me which is like pokemon toys and dinosaur stuff um maybe she still has it but sadly i think that tie-dye multicolored dinosaur alien thing has been lost time maybe my mom did that on purpose she's like the, th- the things i saw in my house <laughs> it must die <laughs> yeah oh no saying that um I, I do still have the in 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 the story there was like a, a bag of plastic dinosaurs that mm. I'd gotten that day as well and I remember that very vividly I still have those they were bright orange um so I think those are still knocking about somewhere in, in those boxes of old toys uh so if I can find those that would be really funny really really funny oh that'll be good crack just to, oh, just okay. just to see just to see it all yeah I I imagine if I open this box it's going to open the floodgates of kind of like you know oh it's all coming back to me now it's like oh this 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 and it, it'll be yeah it'll all come back because uh, yeah it's just like you never really forget if you if, if there's certain toys in your life that you kind of had for years and years and years mm. kind of like you know kind of it's burned into your memory almost like i i just remember very very vividly a lot of the toys i had like the um jurassic park line of uh, dinosaur action figurines ones that were kind of like rubbery and mm. they always had like the big bite taken out of them out of the side that was like their trademark of how you knew it was a jurassic park toy because they had a bite of flesh um i still have that guy and i mean he's lo- he's lost one of his arms and uh you know all the paints chipped away but like that toy is just timeless and i keep seeing people talk about it or like that you know they've got their dinosaur collections or like um jurassic park collections and i see that same figurine i'm kind of like that figurine everyone had one of those yeah they're so cool so yeah 
Johnny, I will see if I can find some photograph or some evidence of this tie-dye monstrosity. Because, you know... People need to see it. <laughs> they so need to see they, it. They, 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 they give, give the audience what they want. <laughs> give the people what they want to see. Yeah, I don't think my description uh, really really sold how awful this thing was. So, yeah, I, I will see if there's if there's photographic evidence. <laughs> um, we sort of alluded to it there oh, in quite a bit of detail, but the community around Neopets... Uh, it it, it, it it did definitely have an impact on you anyway like it, you made friendships out of it it sort of helped define you as who you wanted to become in terms of being an artist and all that there but in general anyway in regards to neopets like how how was that sort of fostering of community within the game anyway from the sort of dev side if you can sort of recall that yeah so i mean Way back at the start of Neopets, like I'm talking like year 2000, um, it was whenever, you know, b- before the creators had sold it off, mm. um, they'd sold off the, the site. Um, and this was just after the Y2K sort of time. Yeah, well. it was around that. It's really funny. Um, if you want to like get into like the actual history of Neopets, it is bonkers. Like at one point they sold it to like this guy who was like super into Scientology and wanted to put Scientology on the site. Mm. And they were kind of like, no, absolutely not. It's it's for it, it, it's for kids. What are, you, what are you talking about? No, we don't want that shit on, on the site. Um it is fascinating, but like it goes through a lot of like uh, you know bumps and 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 uh, different sort of directions. But in the early days, like there was that sense of community. Um, the 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 devs kind of did a lot of like spotlights where they would do spotlights, and every day there was like a pet that would get a spotlight. So like whoever had like the the best customization or whoever had like the best page. So a lot of the time, those people who had like made those like really elaborate pages that had like their art and their backstory and talking about this whole big character and backstory they made for like this png the devs would they would reward that by putting it on a spotlight so for like one day your pet could be on the front page and everybody could see it and there was always contests there was um the art contest uh it was actually called the beauty contest which is really funny but it was it was an art contest basically like you would draw your pet and, the, and whoever got the most votes would win um and, the, and it was uh categorized by species so you would be up against all the other species like the same uh species so and the funny thing about that is if you had a rare pet, there'd be less people who would be in that competition because less people had it. So you had better chances of winning the art competitions if you had one of those the, the more obscure pets, which is which is quite funny. Um, but that, I, I entered that so many times. I won a few of them as well. And that was like my week was made whenever that would happen because mm-hmm. you'd get like a little gold trophy PNG that would go on your pet's page forever to say that they'd won like, oh, this month like or this week or whatever it was and they'd won the beauty contest. Or if you came second or third, you also got little silver and bronze trophies. Um, so there's like those were always a lot of fun. Um, there was you could write poetry. There was like a, this fake sort of um, newspaper for new pets that they did where people could submit their own articles. So people would be writing articles about like new features or new things happening like in the world or if there was a new plot, which is basically um, the plots were like a new sort of like interactive content where something would be happening in the world. So like, you know, maybe a new villain has appeared or like a new, you know, threat has happened and everybody has to band together to like, you know, solve mysteries, solve puzzles, fight back. And everybody would join in and everybody's comp- contribution mattered and it would unfold over a series of like days and these plots were like massive back in the day. And this is what I'm talking about when I say like the site stagnated. Because after a while, they stopped doing those. Um, like way back in the early 2000s, those were like every year or two. And as the years went on, maybe once in a blue moon, they had those. 
but that's a tangent. Going back to the, the newspaper, there is like these people could write articles about that. So it'd be like, what's going to happen next? We think that this is going to be the direction, and we think that this character is responsible. So people would be writing these little articles as if they were reporters mm. on the site, and then the the team would like curate them and publish them. There was a poetry section. Um, there was caption contests where you, you could come up with captions for like you know funny images, and whoever's was the funniest would win. And so many things that the staff did to have players interact and make it feel like a world like that newspaper thing i remember reading that and it really did feel real where people could talk about random things people could do like different little articles and that just made it feel like yeah there's this larger world there's this larger sort of sense of community and even though it was pngs even though it was a browser game like the depth that it had was insane Hmm. absolutely nuts and like i said like all the shopkeepers had names uh, and like backstories and like you could open your own shop where the other players could come and buy things from you and you could name your shop and you could choose whether you wanted the shop to be like oh do you want it to be in neopia central where like you know the shop's kind of like they have this png art or do you want to be in mystery island where it's more like a tiki hut and like all these different things like it was so immersive and it really did feel like you know this was your life this was like you and your pets were like creating this little life like you had your little shop you had your web page where you could say like oh welcome to my page here are my pets and there was just so much to do um, and then, of course, there was the forums. Forums were a lot of fun. You could talk about anything. Um, there was, you know, If you wanted to talk about art, if you wanted to talk about the different games, if you wanted to talk to the newbies or special interests, or, you know, there was a, a, um, a board just called the help board. And that's the thing. People would be so helpful. Um, if you needed help finding an item or if you needed help, like, you know, you didn't really know how anything would work you would get like 10 people jump in to try and help you. And I remember one time um, I was looking for a specific item and I typed in being like, hey, I can't find this. Um, there were these things called fairy quests, which were basically like a fairy would appear and say, oh yeah, there was fairies in the game as well, by the way. There was no humans, but there were fairies. So uh, fun fact, Johnny, uh, just context. <laughs> um, they would appear and be kind of like, oh, I need this for a special potion. Can you find it? And the trick was you weren't allowed to use the search to search other people's shops to get it. So the idea was that you were meant to explore the world and find the item by yourself by like, you know, oh, well, if I'm looking for a potion, that's going to be in the potion shop. So I will go there and see if they have it in stock. So that's what it was meant to be. But what people did, they would go into the help forums and be like, I need help finding this item. I can't search. Can someone help find it? And you would get 10 people like, you know, giving you links, being like, oh, you can find it here. You can find it here. Oh, this person's selling it for really cheap. And I remember there'd be times where I'd go in and I'd be like, hey, guys, can someone help me find this? And then people would actually send you the item and just be like, here, have it in the house. And I'm talking, there'd be some things that were expensive and people would just out of, like, literally for nothing in return, would just give it to you. Have at it. Yeah. And it was just because they were just kind of like, oh yeah, like, you know, I, I have money to spare. Here you have it. Good luck for your quest. And it was that sort of thing where, you know, there was no reward. You weren't allowed to donate money to people. Like you weren't allowed to do giveaways. Like you couldn't go on the boards and be like, I'm giving away a million points, DM me. Because that was obviously very scammy behavior. Yeah. Um, So there was this real sort of like, there was this real sort of sentiment of just people helped out for the sake of helping out. And, you know, that was another thing that kind of like, you know, stagnated when they made the site kind of more fiddly to use and they tried to monetize a lot of the features. Um, that just stopped really being a thing. And that was like quite sad. But I just remember people in Neopets generally were very friendly and very helpful and they would just donate things to you sometimes and they would just help you out, even though they're not getting anything in return they're not getting any upvotes they're not getting any money they're just posting on the forum because they want to help somebody else enjoy the game and they're just they're just posting out of the kindness of their heart it's not, yeah. we're, not, we're not just sort of saying that for snark they are actually <laughs> just sort of 
doing it out of the kindness of their heart, basically. Yeah, definitely. And do you know what happens? Like, because that had happened to me, a few months later, if I saw somebody on the forum talking about, oh, I really need this item, I would send them the item mm. because it's like, you know, you pay that forward. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, I have one of these in my, in my, in my inventory. I'm just going to send it to this person. They need it more than I do. And then, you know, that person would obviously send an, an email back or a, a neo meal back, it was called, mm. uh, being like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate it. And it's, yeah, it was just that thing where it was just so wholesome. God damn, it was so wholesome. Um, and yeah, because like, you know, the people weren't really toxic. It was a lot of, a lot of the people on the site were either like, um, this is sort of like getting more into like the, the, the late 2000s, early 2010s. Um, it was a lot of college kids and people in their 20s because they'd been playing it as they were little kids, stuck with it. So a lot of the people were actually, you know, older, a wee bit more mature. It was really cool to see. Like, um, I remember following these people, like um, some woman in her mid-20s and she would just post these like really pretty pictures of like her dragons that she would dress up. And I remember just being like, this is so cool. I'm going to follow this because th that's just really cool to see just this community of people just having fun for nothing in return and that's the sad thing now because everything we do is for like twitter likes instagram likes like we even on like you know reddit you're trying to get upvotes mm. you don't do shit to help people anymore it, that's something that's kind of like died recently um even like on the deviantart days it's kind of like you'd be posting things because you'd want to be posting something that was relevant or popular mm. not because like you wanted to make a backstory for your character you wanted to be really elaborate and have like this whole big interactive web page that you could click through to different like sections uh that's just, that's kind of just not really a thing anymore. Mm. It's just really sad. What sort of really sticks out for me is um, how it sort of relates to, or how it sort of comes at a time when there was other sort of, like, we mentioned Twitter, we mentioned Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit and all that there. But, you know, back in the heydays of, of Neopets, you would have looked at something like um, uh, Tumblr. Mm -hmm. Like Tum like Tumblr was massive for, you know, sort of art creations and stuff like that there, along with Deviant Art. And I guess what I'm trying to get at is that that sort of era of, you know, the likes of Neopets and Tumblr and um art uh, Deviant Art, it's just sort of came at a sort of different time when social media was not as What's the word? It just didn't exist. I mean, yeah. this well, is I mean, before like, Facebook. This is before Instagram. Yeah. Um, before Twitter even. Like I, I remember when Facebook first started to take off. Um, everybody in our Neopets guild were, were kind of like, "So are you gonna make an account? Do you want me to add you?" And I remember, yeah, like we we had accounts on um Neopets, and this is like, it was more like Bebo and stuff. Oh then. God, no, um, no, 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 Bebo, not Bebo, uh, not Bebo, and <laughs> MSN Messenger, and yeah, MySpace. That 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 this is more the era. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that'd be more in line with us. Yeah, so oh so it God, was I've... before all that, and I was on DeviantArt. I think before I ever had a Facebook or a Twitter or a Tumblr, any of that. Like DeviantArt is quite old, actually, isn't it? It's it's early two thousands. Yeah. Um, so I, that was kind of like my social media for a while. And it's really funny because I was looking back at my DeviantArt account, uh, back at the stuff that I was posting like 2009, 2010, and I was mortified. I was like, I am oversharing so much in this. I'm talking about really personal, like family, personal, school stuff. I went back and I deleted loads of my old journal entries because I was kind of like, 
the internet doesn't need to see this. And Welcome then, <laughs> to the internet. Come oh God. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh my. That's the thing. And I, I went, and this is the sort of thing where I see like little 12, 13, 14 year olds on, on social media talking about really personal, really mm. like private stuff. I'm just, I just want to like grab them by their shoulders and be like, stop, please. You regret this. Don't post this. People don't need to know this. It, it's like, I'm, I'm glad because in, in DeviantArt, like, you know, not many people saw that stuff. It was like the people who follow me in DeviantArt were my mates and like, you know, artists I made friends with over the internet. So like, it was kind of the thing to kind of like vent and share about your life on the journals. But I went back and deleted it just in case because, you know, now that I have a studio and a company and it's kind of like, what if somebody stumbles across my old DeviantArt and they see me talking the biggest pile of crap when I was like 13 years old? And it's like, I don't want that to, to be my image, you know? I kept a few of them though. I kept a few of my old journals that were just like more innocent, just being like, I just got my first tablet and I'm gonna draw oh, draw bless. Charizard on it and like that stuff's that stuff's cute. I like that. I like oh, those little time sweet captions. Baby but anytime like you know, I'm sitting like ranting about my teachers publicly on the internet, it's like, no, stop, that's not that's not a good look. So um yeah, social media that it was a funny time and this is the thing like we were kind of like the generation where it really started to take off mm. and i'm glad that i i don't think i got facebook until i was like 15 or 16 mm. and i'm glad because it's kind of like i think if you're 13 years old and you're sharing about it's 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 not, i don't it's even too think much. i got facebook until i was 17 yeah and it's been like facebook's kind of like back then like you didn't add your family on facebook it was only your mates because you'd mm. just be like you know you know since like tag your friends it'd be like an image of like 50 harry potter harry potter characters and, and stuff like that where it's just like the biggest pile of shite like all your photos were just like like anime and pokemon it was it was not used for like that stuff <laughs> like actually being about your life it was more just uh, a glorified um myspace really of just crap and gifs and stuff so yeah um that was that was the the, the time that Neopets definitely came at a time when there wasn't that sort of like my life is catalogued on the internet. It mm. was very much you came in and that's the thing. There was a rule where you weren't really meant to tell your name on Neopets. So you went by a handle instead. Mm. And that was a thing. And this also blows my mind because whenever I was a little kid, like you didn't really go by your name and you didn't really talk about your life. You went by a handle and you were, you know, this was your online fantasy life. Whereas now you've got all these little kids being like, you know, oh, my name is like, you know, Carol and I live in friggin' 420, like, you know, Rose Lane in Arkansas. Like, they're like, honestly, like sharing so much. And it's like, chill, people don't need to know your life story. Like, we went by like, you know, flipping, you know, like Neo Dragon 666. And, you know, you weren't yourself. This was your persona. Mm. Um, which, you know, has its own ups and downs, obviously, but I think it was that sort of thing where you could just become somebody else. Mm. And on Neopets, it was very much about you are on this journey with your pets and it's like this big fantasy land and, like, you can just be called, like, you know, Cookie Crumble, you know, 22, and that would be enough. Mm. People would just be like, oh, hi, Cookie, like, you know, that was just who you were on Neopets. And that's the sort of thing, like, that came at a time before your life had to be perfect on the internet mm. and I kind of miss that in a lot of ways. Whereas now it feels like, um, what's the word? No, not the word. It feels like now it's basically, um, oh, it's sort of like, I'm, when you mentioned Bebo, I'm, I just sort of go, oh, yeah. Flashbacks just. I think that's everyone's reaction. Just sort of <laughs> bad flashbacks. 
Whereas, no, could I interest you in everything all of the time? <laughs> a little bit of everything all of the time. Happiness is happy. Oh, whatever. <laughs> a little bit of everything all of the time. Oh, God. Yeah. That's the thing. Because, I mean, the internet back in the early days, it was just you would go on, you'd play Neopets, and maybe like, you know, this is before, even before like YouTube was a thing, really. You'd be yeah. on, what was before YouTube? What video sites did we go on to? It was, like, it it was, was just basically a specific website. Yeah, player, it was. Like, it was running yeah. on Flash. Um, and yeah, just like that, would, you would just go on and like you'd do all these different things. Whereas now it's kind of like, like you said, it, everything, your life, you have to post everything. Like I don't use Facebook anymore. I barely update my LinkedIn. I never post pictures of myself to Twitter really. Cause I'm just like, no one needs to see that. Like people are here for my art and like my studio stuff, but I don't really share my stuff anymore. Hmm. Basically because yeah, I have this really weird sort of, I don't know, like I want to have this disconnect from the internet that's mm. the internet is a place i go to to like you know have fun and learn and communicate with people but like that's not my life my life is here in the present with like the people i love and care about and there's that separation and i think like it's funny because i talk about how i literally just did nothing but play neopets after school every day but the difference was like that was separate from my life it was you know that was a fantasy sort of creative outlet mm. um so yeah, like I can imagine people here maybe playing. If Neopets came out today, it would be so different. And mm. I don't know if I would have. I would have liked that. I I kind of like the separation of like fantasy, you know, online stuff from real life. Mm. Personally, anyway, maybe I'm in the minority there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. But I, the only I will say this: the only thing that's sort of been going through my head for the past. About five months when we've been discussing this, just basically, could I interest you in everything <laughs> all of the time? A little bit of everything all of the time. Apathy is tragedy and boredom is a crime. Anything and everything all, all of, of the, the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, Bo Burnham got it. Bo that, Burnham got it. That, so the first time I heard that song, I was in stitches. It was so good. And it's true. It's it's too goddamn true. And it's like, yeah, the the internet was was fun back in the day. It was just like forums and PNGs and cats and just anime entire episodes of anime on YouTube. And now, now it's just NFTs and monetization and awful cyberbullying. God, I sound like such a fucking boomer right now. <laughs> oh my right. No, okay. I'm gonna rephrase that. Basically, I've become very disenchanted with just all the social media stuff and. I, and this is sort of thing, even Neopets, like, I, I know we're going to get into this a bit later, but I'm so, so disappointed with Neopets. Uh, they've went down the NFT route, which is really sad to see. They've been absolute arseholes to their community whenever they've gotten feedback about it. They've stagnated. They had two to three years. They knew Flash was going to die. They had two to three years to basically back everything up, rebuild the site, and they didn't. The site's still broken. You can only play, like, five other games. They only bothered to, like, actually restore five other games. The, the, the rest of the site, there's nothing to do. Mm. And it's just like, what happened? You were the juggernaut. Like, you were the chosen one. <laughs> like, you know, back in the early 2000s, they were huge. They could have, like, you know, paved the way of just, like, interactive, like, virtual pet sort of experiences to be something different. And they didn't. They just stagnated. They did the same thing. They they chose money over over like you know experiences and oh it's just and that's the thing it, it's like as you grow older you kind of see the things that you used to really care about kind of just either slowly die a death or you know yeah well that's unless like in the case of Spyro where I got an absolutely beautiful remaster um you know like in the in the rare cases sometimes it's fine 
But you know, a lot of the time, it's kind of just like you know, oh, I have to, to kind of like watch it fall from grace. Not nothing ever dies; it's just revived. Just how bad it's revived or mm -hmm. how good it's revived depends on circumstances. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to leave this until a little later, but you know, you mentioned it, so let's just sort of get into it. Like Neopets, like sort of offering NFTs. What the fuck? Like I, I so context before we started recording here. Um, as of recording this anyway, like in October 2021, there was a developer booted off Steam yesterday who were providing, who was basically running off NFTs and blockchains and stuff like that there. Now, Valve has said they're not going to uh, put on, like they're not allowing any NFT or blockchain games on Steam. But Epic Games has said they're open to the possibility of doing that for the Epic Games Store, although they've said for their own games they're not going to do it. And that, and that side just sort of says it all because, like, why are we doing this? Why are we putting NFTs in games now? Like, and specifically in Neopets, like you said, the, the reaction just sort of, it's been bad. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, the, the backlash that they got from that has been so, so vocal, so intense. And instead, they decide to, like, post reactionary, like, sort of fucking... Edgy, you, you know, like edgy. edgy Reddit memes instead, and it's just kind of like, man, this is not a good look. Like, if you if you're meant to kind of like be, you know, going down this new path with new pets, like you know, I have loads of opinions about NFTs, but I'm also aware that I'm not educated enough in kind of like you know the whole crypto blockchain stuff. Mm -hmm. I I don't really want to you know go down a whole crusade about that. I I don't personally feel comfortable around them. I I'm not interested in them at all. Mm. I don't want to you know, be involved with them at all, but whatever. Seeing seeing new pets get involved was, was kind of disappointing because it's kind of like, oh, well, obviously they're just trying to see if they can monetize their PNGs in another way. And it's also the sort of thing where it's like, know your audience. New pet players are not going to buy NFTs. They're just not. Like, that's not your demographic. If you knew your demographic, you'd be offering, like, you know, way more sort of, like, artist-friendly stuff and creative things and that immersion, that fantasy. And... That was the thing that really disappointed me was that like they are so out of touch like they do not know what their fans want and it's been obvious for for a decade that they don't know what their fans want and they refuse to listen um and instead of listening they they post really sort of like you know condescending memes about it hmm. um so that was super disappointing to see um and you know you go onto the neopets homepage at the minute and all you see is them talking about nfts and trying to like sell like this really tacky jewelry of neopets and basically they're just doing everything they can to kind of squeeze some nostalgia dollars out of people instead of fixing the site instead of making neopets a playable experience again they're just trying to sell really tacky merch and and see if they can get a few nft bros to do invest oh it's just it's a mess and that's that's why when I came on I was kind of like so do you guys say Neopets is my favorite game or was my favorite game because right now it, it has a real bad taste in my mouth uh yeah yeah. yeah I think yeah no I I don't quite know how else to sort of sum it up other than NFTs are basically a scam snake oil type shit basically so I'll just leave it there at that Basically, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Um, at the same time, it also shows the sort of double-sided aspect of that sort of community. On the one side, it can be wholesome and stuff, and then on the other side, it can sort of produce things like 
bad, basically. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of move on from the community aspect of Neopets. Um, and, like, the other thing in Neopets that you've actually sort of alluded to, actually, is the games that you play within Neopets, like, that would sort of provide their own narrative in their own mm-hmm. sort of small ways. Um, what examples can you think of off the top of your head? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously everybody knows the Flash games in Neopets. Um, mm. Those were a lot of fun. Like, I mean, I can remember those um, sort of summer holidays, playing them with your friends uh, at their house or after school, you'd maybe whip up a few um, of the wee Flash games. Those were always really quick to play, a couple of minutes to, to kill some time. And they were never really innovative. I'm saying that there's like some of them I still quite like to play. There's like a couple of like the match three puzzle games. Mm-hmm. I still quite like those. I'll still maybe once in a blue moon log in and play those. Um, but the real thing that I thought was just so, you know, innovative and, and interactive and amazing were the, the plots that I was talking about. So um, whenever I was like a little, little kid, I missed a lot of like the really big ones, the really cool ones. But the, the way that they would do it is basically if they wanted to like introduce a new world to the map, if they wanted to introduce a new pet, if they wanted to introduce a new villain or like mechanics, or any of that stuff, they would do it through a plot, which is basically like something that could last weeks or maybe a month or so. And it would basically be like every couple of days they would be posting new things or there'd be puzzles. Um, so there was a really interesting one where when they were first uh, releasing the Grundos, which were like the little alien dudes, um, the way that you could make one of those was through doing this plot, which was, um, you know, it was all about like, you know, the space and the evil sort of like the big evil guys, Dr. Sloth, he was called, he was pretending to be like a, like a nice dude, but he was actually like super, super evil. And that was like a meme in the, in the site as well. And basically, like, the whole thing was that you were trying to, like, you know, stop him from, you know, basically overtaking parts of Neopia. And it was that sort of sense where the players felt like they were doing something. So you'd be maybe loading into, like, these different areas. And it was very, like, point and click, very sort of, like, browser game, like, um, sort of those, like, uh, old school adventure games. Yeah. Um, And you would be trying to find things in the map or talk to people or, like, you'd maybe go in and talk to an NPC and then kind of say, like, oh, well, we can't, you know, start this up because we need this mechanism. And then you'd have to go and find, well, where have I seen one of those before? Maybe that was in the storage room. There was one of those. And then you go in and you click, like, the wee PNG and then it would be in your inventory and you'd go back. And this was all completely done, like, in the browser. And at the time, that was, like, quite innovative. Like, you know, in the early 2000s, that was really neat. That was, like, taking it a step above. Like, yeah, you got your pets and you can feed them, you can play with them. And it's very much, like, you know, PNGs and text-based. Then when it was getting to the point where you were solving puzzles, talking to NPCs, and then you'd come the next day, refresh, and then there'd be a new update in the story where, oh, because you got this mechanism, now we can, like, get into this new area. Or maybe there's a thing where um, all the players had to, like, you know, fight... Um, there was a, like a like a PvP sort of uh, thing called the Battle Dome where your pets could fight and you could like update your pet stats and that was like a whole big thing as well. Um, that was really big back in the day and it was the sort of thing where if all the players could band together and like fight these different um, what do you, what do you call them like like enemies, mm. the accumulative sort of like damage and progress would all add up and eventually like if the players got to a certain point and beat them, then in the story they'd be like yeah we rallied together and we beat them. It was all very it was much like, a raid. Yeah, like a really weird PNG text-based raid. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was kind of like that sense of like, oh, this is actually a living world that will change depending on how I interact with it. I'm part of this bigger story. I'm part of like, you know, the, the old band of characters that are going to take down the bad guy. That was the stuff that Neopets really shined at. And, you know, in the early 2000s, like that was a lot of fun and it was all anybody was talking about and people were doing fan art and it was just so creative and so immersive and so special to be part of it and the cool thing was you if you had missed the plots if maybe you'd played a couple of years afterwards you could actually go and replay them 
Um, you could follow a guide and you could replay them and like a lot of the elements would still be there, the flash animations, the characters. But obviously you wouldn't have the actual like, you know, live reactions from the fans, everybody speculating on the forums. But you could still replay them. And that was another cool thing that the staff did where they were like, well, obviously people care about the story. They may not be able to like get the achievements or, 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 or like have the live reaction stuff, but they can still play through and get the experience. So they kept all of that online. And as the years went on and as, you know, the, the team changed hands, and there, there was one point where like half the staff were laid off um, a few years back. It was really, really sad. Uh, those started to become defunct and you couldn't replay them anymore. And it's just like, yeah, you can really tell that they're not maintaining the site. Um, they're letting it kind of like stagnate. They're letting certain features just become defunct, like loads of like different features that used to be really fun just don't work anymore. Hmm. Um, so like that's sort of like the, the then versus now and sort of like those those plots again as time has as time has went on it's kind of like you know well a browser game png's text that's not going to fly now how can they basically up their game and make it that they could have that sort of experiences with today's tech i don't really have the answers to that because back in the day having a group of artists doing pngs on a website like you could get so much out of that nowadays like what would they have to get like a whole 3d team on would they have to you know they're going down the mobile route but i'm just kind of like you know what are you going to get with a how can you recreate that experience on mobile and i'm also when i hear the the word mobile game i'm just kind of like oh christ okay so it's going to be timers and there's going to be microtransactions there's going to be jam store where you can buy upgrades and yeah i can kind of kind of imagine what this is going to be like already so i don't know it's there was there was just that sense of community and the the world of Neopets was a world and it felt alive and it felt ever-changing and it felt like, you know, depending on how often items would restock in the shops, that would change how much they would be worth to the players. So, like, the player had this own little economy where, like, if they could hoard items and resell them to each other, mm. like, you know, the, the supply and demand. And I remember learning about bank deposits and interest rates through Neopets.com because you had a bank account that you could upgrade depending on how much you invested, like, you know, you, you put in, to your, you deposited to your account you could oh yeah another thing there was stocks in neopets you could invest in stocks that were actually like they reflected the little shops that were in the world so if you invested you in, couldn't say, see this because like i was just sort of <laughs> staring off and sort of turning my head very slightly to where i am and just go like there's a stock market there was in a neopets. stock market yeah and i remember um playing that as a little kid knowing nothing about stocks but it was it was just fun so you could buy so many stocks and it would trade for certain like you know values and then and that was with real money as well or no, no, Neo, of... well neopet neopoints neo oh, okay, okay. so it, well, none of it was real money this is before they added um neo cash which oh, was okay. their premium currency but no this okay. this was no 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 the stocks were completely in-game okay, okay. with in-game money and but the cool thing was if you invested in a bunch of stocks then depending on like what would happen in the world those could go up and down so say like there was something and everybody was running to like the car the trading card shop to buy a bunch of trading cards mm your stock value might go up then. Yeah. Um, so it's all about like, you know, when do you buy, when do you sell? And then obviously they kind of like tweaked it so that there would be some balancing because obviously some shops would never be worth any value because nobody would be buying them. Mm -hmm. So the team did kind of artificially like tweak the stocks, but it was the sort of thing where like loads of people always bought into like the food stocks because that one was always like really popular. So the fact that you could invest into stocks that would be, you know, could tie back into like the actual economy that players would be influencing this is what I mean by how Neopets felt real and the world felt like a world and how, you know, when you move that to a mobile game, you probably just aren't going to get that the same. Um, and that was the thing, like, people may be like, how could you sit and play Neopets for hours and hours and hours after school? It's kind of like, well, 
there was depth there was real depth like you know stock markets bank accounts like making your own web pages for your pets exploring getting achievements like so much stuff right and that was the thing it's kind of like that that was one of the real influences that kind of brought me into sort of things that I do today is that how can I make a world that feels lived in that feels real that feels like you're influencing what's happening in the the world and I just any game that does that I love that I love that so much and that's the sort of thing that like I would love to to recreate that sort of sense of me when I was 10 years old playing Neopets being absolutely blown away and completely captivated by this world mm-hmm. and I believed it was real and I believed my pets were real and I remember as a teenager I had vivid dreams of Neopets I, I had dreams of playing Neopets and this one recurring nightmare where I accidentally like lost all my pets like I accidentally like sent them to the pond and somebody else took them and it was this like, weird anxiety dream of kind of like, you know, losing something that like obviously was very special to me as a, as a, as a little kid. Um, so, yeah, like that's the real thing. That, that's the thing that captivated me. That's what I fell in love with. Um, and there's probably loads that I'm not remembering right now, but just all those different things, all those collections. Oh, yeah. Stamp collecting was a thing. You could collect stamps. You had this little virtual stamp album that you could put in all your stamps as you bought them. You can't see the look I'm giving Jordan right now, <laughs> but it's just basically bewildered. It was in-depth. It was really in-depth. And it was all PNGs and text. And some animations too, but yeah. I think we're starting to get an idea. Yeah, like you say, how, how in-depth Neopets was, basically. Or oh, is, yeah. I guess, but... Yeah, no, it's, uh, like I said, it is a skeleton of what it once was. Like, half those features aren't there anymore. Like, every year, they had an advent calendar. That you could go into and every day you would open the little advent calendar box and uh, a different flash animation would play and depending on what the flash animation was you would get a different item hmm. so say like you know the flash animations about like characters eating candy cane and then it's like oh they, there's like some they always make a little joke or a little a little uh, skit out of it and after the animation would play you would go into your inventory and see that oh have we candy cane now so like that would be a really cool way to to like do like an advent calendar that was like there was a bit more character to it hmm. Um, and again, I, I'm not sure if they still do the advent calendar anymore, but it was like, all those little things where just like, you know, this flash animation is only going to be relevant for one day, but mm. they still went to the effort to make those. I just thought that was cool. Mm. Um, so to touch back on something that you mentioned a while ago, um, you mentioned how there was this sort of duality of man, basically, <laughs> in, in regards to Neopets and a sort of how it gave the whole... No person is ever truly girly and no person is ever truly weebo. Um, basically, but <laughs> the other thing I sort of picked up from that is that it gave you a sense of, at least at least from her interpreter, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, it gave you the sense of who you wanted to be, who you wanted to become, and who you were at that time, and who you, who you did want to become. Like, mm-hmm. would that be a correct interpretation? Oh, yeah, I mean... Like I said, the sort of the web pages that you can make, the different songs that you could load in, the different images, that was all very sort of um, pivotal in kind of defining who you were. And I remember as the years went by, all of my friends, our pages would like change depending on what shows were coming out, what movies. Um, so mine would change away from like the anime stuff, maybe to more Pokemon and more like video game stuff. Um, maybe a bit more like movies. Um, I still I still liked like a bunch of the anime stuff when I was a kid, but um, you could kind of see it was almost like a little scrapbook of kind of like your interests at, throughout the years. And, you know, maybe you take like, oh, I'm not really into that show anymore. I'm going to put this new one up. And that was like a lot of fun. Um, for a while, I curated like this big page of uh, Pokemon images. And what I had done was I had 
uh, in like numerical order of Pokemon, I had like scarred the internet for fan art and um, would do edits of like official images and you would upload them to this big catalog and you'd have this little like um, text box that mm. would have the HTML code for putting that image in your web page. So basically people who didn't know how to do like the code, they could come in, copy and paste it. So it'd be, you know, like, you know, oh, you know for image source equals blah, 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 blah. And you put in that person would copy and paste that and then they could have that on their web page. So I basically curated this sort of like Pokemon image database for other users to use for their site. And it was really cute because it came with a link back and it had like the little page counter. And basically it was kind of like making a web page 101, like baby, baby, first, baby's first web page, learning how to do like the scroll bars and the anchors and the text boxes and playing the MIDI files. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I remember just kind of like that was also a lot of fun because I started off with like a big curation of Pokemon images and then I moved on to like movie poster like edits and then you know you could see that move on and then whenever I moved into sort of like later high school uh, like sixth form um, I had obviously changed all of that and it was more a gallery for my own artwork mm. so putting up the artwork and like having little captions underneath and kind of like just having my own little web page like put in whatever I wanted at the time that was always like a lot of fun and you know it did change as as I changed as a person um, and yeah, just the ability that you could just go on and change your web page. Like, I don't know if they would maybe allow that. If they if if it, if it came out today, they'd probably have it. You know, something similar to like a, I don't know. You know, like a like a like a Tumblr or an Instagram profile where it's like so many characters are allowed, and maybe like you've got your profile image and a few links, but it doesn't let you you know like put in all your images and put in everything that you want. Uh, it's just that sense of creativity and and freedom. Like you could just like make whatever you wanted on it, and there's so many creative things people had done hmm. um and yeah it, it really was sort of like finding out who you were what your interests were um as you sort of like as I got older the pets that I wanted changed so obviously when I was a little kid I wanted like yeah I wanted the wolves and the dragons and then as I grew up I kind of was like oh well I, this design is actually far more creative like you know the wolves and the dragons are cool but like you know this one is really clever and I, I like the color palette in this one and your your tastes kind of change um so that was always a lot of fun kind of you, you would have this sort of like crossroads moment of kind of like so do I give away this pet to somebody else that I've loved for a few years because my tastes have changed and I want this mm. one instead or do I just keep them because like you know I can't let go of like you know my, my old favorite so that was always a lot of fun mm. as well um but no you're right there there was this sort of sense of like you know I was kind of in between this sort of like I like the big monsters and like the rock music but I also like the cute things and the chibi things and if you know me as a person how is like that's that's still true it's like I do a lot of like really detailed monster creature paintings like you know, big teeth and and blood and wings and gore but I also have created two video games that are super chibi and cute and wholesome and it's like there's that two sides of me where it's like yeah I like the cute things I love doing like the cute character designs um you know but I still like fantasy and monsters and horror movies. And it's like, I always feel that some people, they they kind of like know me as one or the other. I think a lot of people kind of know me as like, oh, there's the, the girl that does cute dinosaurs. And it's like, yeah, but there's more to it than that though. Like, you know, I'm not mm. just going to be boiled down to one attribute. Yeah, you just don't <laughs> want to be typecast as, yeah. oh, hey, I'm dinosaur girl. Nice exactly. to meet you. Like, I mean, I'm fine to be called dinosaur girl. That's freaking cool. But, you know, there's more to me than just dinosaurs. And that was one thing that I think I kind of came to realize. I, I was getting, like, a bit pigeonholed in the whole sort of, like, dino sort of, oh, cute dino stuff. 
um, especially when it was uh, a couple of years ago, I was really struggling with the whole uh, trying to post things to Twitter. People only wanted to see the cute dinosaur stuff. So whenever I post the other stuff that I was really proud of, new big fantasy paintings that I'd done, you know, maybe they'd get half as many likes and I'd feel really weird because it's like, oh, well, they don't like that stuff as, as much. They only want the cute stuff. Well, I better give them what I want. I'm just going to create more cute stuff. And it got to that stage where I was creating things that I think would do well rather than creating things that I wanted to create. Mm. And that's why I wanted to bring up the whole on Neopets, you weren't doing it for likes or attention. You were doing it because you just liked creating stuff. And that's the thing that, and this is why I say like, now I have this weird relationship with the internet where it's like, yeah, I don't want to get into that cycle of just everything I post on the internet is for the amusement of other people. It's for the validation of other people. Hmm. And it's sad that it's come to that. And that's why I've really distanced myself from, from Facebook and, and Instagram and Twitter because, you know, I still use them because I love sharing art and I love talking to artists and especially for a game. I love that community so much. But kind of getting that separation from me and, you know, my work, it's like you're not just the work that you create. Mm. It's like it may be part of you, but it's not you. That has been a bit of a journey. Um so that's why, you know, kind of like there's a little, few little parallels there with the Neopet stuff and the web pages and the creativity. Uh, I, I do definitely miss that 12-year-old me that just made things because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Trying to tap into that a bit more these days. Just enjoying that sort of aspect of making stuff just because you want to rather than sort of making stuff for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely for the sort of like, oh, I need to post a new thing to, to Twitter. What's the big new, you know trend oh i'm gonna draw like oh this character's trending so i'm gonna draw like fuck that that's that's so it's so disingenuous um just like you know make what you want and you know people will gravitate to gravitate towards like the 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 real stuff Mm. the the actual sort of like genuine excitement and enthusiasm Mm. uh and yeah that's the sort of thing it's like nothing can beat the enthusiasm of a 13 year old kid like making their characters on Neopets, it's just, that was just the raw sort of drive and, and, and excitement to create stuff. How do you ma- sort of maintain that enthusiasm now as a 20 something? Cause like I, 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 so, Cause I know firsthand just how excited and enthusiastic you can be. It's actually why there's a part of me that just is really fond to talking with you every so often, Jordan. But like, it, there's, at the same time, it's not a good time, basically, because cynics, cynicism, jaded people and all up there mm-hmm. just sort of going. But you just sort of rise above it, basically, and just sort of just put out this sort of amazing work where that sort of, where cynicism doesn't exist and all up there, where you just put out just some amazing stuff, basically. Um, so how do you sort of help maintain that aspect of that 13-year-old sort of self and then carry to who you are today? Yeah, well, thank you, Johnny, for, for saying that. Um, it's it, it's quite tough, and that's the that's the thing. People see that I create these cute characters and for Amber Teal in the game, and, and that is definitely a very real, very, very sort of this very special inner part of me like this mm. it's kind of like that 13 year old has yeah, never really went away yeah because like when we first met at one for the border like i remember when so this is basically 
when me and Jordan first met, I run for the border for that press play episode. Like I, I remember when we sort of, when I turned off the the recorder device, we uh, I was using to sort of help, uh, interview Jordan for Paleo Pines, and we were just sort of gushing to each other about Jordan to me about Paleo Pines and me to play about Play Diaries because I'd literally only just launched Play Diaries like a few days before Run for the Border, and I and, and I say this because it, it it's a key part to who Jordan is. It's just. She's super enthusiastic about what she does. She's super enthusiastic about what you do as an artist and super enthusiastic about the ideas you do. And I, and I saw that come across with Paleo Pines and I'm seeing it now even more with Amber. And we'll touch upon Amber in a bit. But like, yeah, if, if, I'm not just, I'm not asking this as a question. I'm just giving this sort of give context and I, <laughs> and I ask and I interrupt Jordan while she was answering this. Sorry, come on. No, you're right, Johnny. It is context, right? Um, and yeah, that's the thing. Uh, if we're going to go back to that sort of geality analogy, it's not like I don't have the cynicism. Mm. Um, there are days where I'm literally just staring at my tablet, just kind of like, oh, yeah. I can't do this. Oh, like, yeah. I, I I, don't know. Like, I, I'm not feeling it. I, I, I just don't have the motivation today. There are those dark days as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's also the good days. And it's the good days. It's the good stuff that I want to put out there. Um, and again, that's why I say, like, I do have the separation from my online stuff and my real life. Like, nobody sees my real life stuff. Like, I don't think it's appropriate for people to see the low points, mm. obviously. Like, I mean, uh, I'm willing to be vulnerable about that and to be candid about it. Like, there is a journey where you kind of, you know, I, I talk very openly about how I was burnt out at the uh, start of 2019, which uh, actually led to Paleo Pines mm. uh, becoming a thing. Um, because I basically was so burnt out, I wanted to create something that was just so self-indulgent and so just me that it would bring me back into the love of like doing art again. And goddamn, look where that led. Um, but uh, yeah, for for the enthusiasm, it is just kind of like never let go of that sort of thirteen-year-old like you know happiness and and excitement and that moment when you first played your favorite game. Or whenever, you know, from my case, when I first got that pet I really wanted for two years in Neopets, like that that moment, I was jumping around my bedroom and I was so excited and I was messaging all my Neopet friends and that was like a nice moment. And it's those moments where it's kind of like I want to create that feeling for other people and like I want to make nice things. Like I I could have went down the the route of making like really sad, very personal, very angry, very angsty sort of like you know things and. and with all the big creatures and the, the gore and the horror stuff, like I could have went down that route and, and had a lot of fun with that. But then I kind of thought, you know, I like creating things that, you know, brings a bit of color and happiness and, and joy and just that sort of sense of everything else can wait for a while because I'm going to go into this different fantasy world where there's no urgency, where I can express myself and be creative and I can be friends with a T-Rex, right? That's the sort of stuff that, Right now in my life, I think I need, a lot of other people need, let's be real, like the last two years, Jesus Christ. Jesus, no, uh, you don't need to tell me You twice. know, yeah, like, I think it's just something we kind of need a bit more, and especially with, like, with wholesome games and, and happy, cute games, there's there's a lot of times where it can come across quite, you know, what, shallow, vapid, I guess, mm. um, where people just, like, they slap on a cute character because they want to sell a product, right? Um, that's not what we want to do at all and I and I really think once we start showing a bit more of Amber Isle that's going to come through where it's just kind of like yeah it's a, it's a cute art style it's very bright it's very happy 
But once you start learning about those characters and their struggles and their arcs and all the little, all the different um, paleofolk that you can meet, mm-hmm. um, paleofolk which are the uh, prehistoric animal villagers um, in in Ambral, which we'll get to later. I'm yeah, jumping yeah, the yeah. gun a bit, <laughs> yeah. but um, they they all kind of have their stories. They're not just kind of like a cute little chibi character that makes cute little quips and talks about how they like to you know have picnics and stuff. Like there's going to be some very relatable struggles and and some some deeper things to go on there and i i think that's the stuff that people will really resonate with like mm. cute things are cute as a sticker as a bit of merch as like a little reaction gift but you know i want to make stuff that sticks with people that they want to come into this world and be in this world be part of it that's the sort of thing that really gets me excited and whenever i see people who do fan art of our characters or who are talking about how they're really excited to play and how you know oh my my three-year-old daughter really likes the game she's asking if you can include this dinosaur like there's a moment there where i literally just get a flashback to me as a three-year-old being like oh yeah like this is what i do this so that's a bit of a bit of a you know what's the word it's a bit bit of a rambly way to summarize that but (laughs) you know it's meaningful (laughs) it's meaningful I, I hope so. Like, that's that's the thing. Cute dinosaur chibi girl. Um, there's more to it than that, right? There, there's a very cynical, jaded Jordan underneath all of this. As has probably come through when I talk about my disappointment with Neopets and, and just social media and all that. But, you know, there's there's always two sides. There's, that duality. We always get back to that, the duality. Um <sighs> There, there's two sides to it. You can't just be, you can't just be seated, seated, You can't just be uh, jaded and cynical and complain about everything unless you're gonna do a damn thing about it. Unless you're gonna, you know, put your energy into something that, you know, goes against the things that you you are have you having like you know those those gripes with. Mm. I, I don't know. It's that's that's a sense of purpose I get from it. Mm. Um, like I said trying to separate yourself from the Twitter likes, the people following you, the validation of your work uh, and going back to just, you know, what makes you happy? What brings you joy? Why do you do what you do? Is it the validation of people online or is it because you want to make something that you needed back then that you need now still? Uh, Like, I think I needed Paleo Pines Mm. and it came around the, the right time uh i still need th- those things obviously but it's that sort of thing where like you know 13 year old me needed that 27 year old me needs it and i bet there are other people who need it too you okay yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no no i have it's you were slightly breaking on me but i was just like oh no so um that's the thing it's like sometimes you viscerally just go back to your 13 year old self and it's kind of like i'm just trying to imagine 13 year old self my 13 my year old self if I had Amber Isle, or if I saw what I was doing today, what would she say? Like, if she could see the characters that I'm making, it's like, I hope she'd be impressed at how far the arts come. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's better than MSP for sure. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, learning to, I, I've talked about, you know, embrace your cringe, like embrace all that. And that's been a journey for me. And I think now I have embraced it. I'm no longer embarrassed by my 13 year old self learning to sort of like love that part of yourself and want to make that part of yourself proud
Thanks for listening to My Favourite Game, a podcast by PlayDiaries.com where people from the games industry come on to talk of their favourite game. If you want to listen to future episodes of My Favourite Game, as well as press play before they go live publicly on PlayDiaries and other podcast platforms, please consider becoming a $2 tier podcast early access patron to our Patreon at patreon.com slash playdiaries. Next week, the second part of our season finale, Jordan Bradley on Neopets. Until next week, bye-bye.